Greetings, this is Carl, and you are listening to Behavior Up Radio. A while ago, I wrote a column about resting. It was about making 2017 the year of rest, and it was really more broadly about this whole culture we have of hustle, 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 right? And crush it, hashtag crush it, right? And this mythology that we have sort of bought into, that in order to be successful, we've got to work till 2 a.m. or till our eyes are bloodshot and then wake up two hours later and do it all over again and respond to everything. And and I, the column was really about how I was worn out and tired of that. And it, it really sort of hit the mark. I got a lot of email about that column. And most of it was from people who could relate, like, yeah, yeah, totally, I agree, I'm doing the same thing. And But there was a, there was a, a good number of really thoughtful emails um, from people who were, typically it was coming from people who were younger, maybe in their 20s, early stages of their careers, and they were sort of pointing at this, this kind of elephant in the room, which uh, I was gratified to get these emails because it, they've been a little bit like a, a sliver in my finger ever since. Like It's been sort of bothering me, irritating me, making me think. And it's from typically younger, early in their careers, people saying, hey, easy for you to say, right? Some of them were that direct, like easy for you to say, you hustled for two decades. And then, you know, from their view, like there, there's some at least outward appearance of success and you've got a book published and you know those sorts of things then saying like and now you're saying to the rest of us we should we should relax and then there were more you know those direct versions were awesome and then there were some that were even a little more thoughtful and I got one recently um, from somebody who I'm gonna call a friend his name's Ryan Uh, he's really an acquaintance, somebody we've met, but a reader, but I feel like a friend based on this email. And I just want to read you a little piece of it. It says, I've seen, you know, many of you have turned in recent years to the value of sleep, exercise, balance, etc. I've seen this from many who have grinded away for years and come out the other side, preaching the virtues of balance. Yet I see very few people who are in the middle of building something who are able to hold to those same values. Is this perspective something only seen in hindsight, or is it possible to build something great while also, in all caps, while also keeping balanced, eating decently, sleeping, seeing family, enjoying the outdoors, etc.? As a recent founder and recent new dad, I certainly hope the latter, but man, I'm there's not a lot of examples out there in this industry or other industries, right? So it's such a great question, and I wish I had the answer. I, I am hesitant to give advice because this feels, it feels like a, a, a pretty gaping hole in my logic. And I've been thinking about it for a couple of weeks. So I do have a few things to say, but I, I want to start by like, this feels a little bit like the time I saw a Range Rover Sport, you know, brand new, like white, beautiful Range Rover Sport, you know, $150,000 car. I don't know, but a lot of money. And on the back, it actually had the bumper sticker that said, need less, <laughs> like N-E-E-D, need less on the back of a $150,000 car. So I don't want to be that guy. So what I'm going to do is pretend like I, I get asked a question all the time that is, 
if you could go back and give yourself advice when you were 20, I'm 45 now, so if you could go back, you know, 20 years, 25 years, and give yourself advice, what would the the advice be? I'm going to pretend like I'm answering that question. So this is me giving advice to my younger self, and here's what it would be. It would be to to relax a bit, to don't think that the world that you know Andy Grove's book Only the Paranoid Survive is an absolute truth. Don't think that, right? Relax a bit. And maybe stop treating this like a a marathon that you're going to sprint through. And in fact, I wouldn't even treat it like a marathon. Marathons for most of us break us down. Right? You've got to recover from marathons. And in many cases, you some of us don't recover from those marathons. Marathons are hard on us. I th- I'd prefer to think of it as a series of sprints. So if I was going to draw this, which I've done with the sketch there, I would, instead of thinking of it as this straight line going, you know, really steep up for two decades of crushing it hustle, you know, and then boom, this for almost forced rest and balance, you know, the line turns over and you're going to rest. I would think of it more as just a series of stairs, you know, work really hard and then rest, right? Work really hard and then rest. And I think you also blend in there, play, right? But don't think that playing hard is rest, right? They serve similar purposes, but I found that out the hard way, right? I, I didn't rest much, but I played really hard for a decade, and then I was completely, totally shattered. And it's taken me a long time to kind of recover. So think of it as a series of, hey, younger Carl, think of it as a series of steps. Work really hard, then rest. And then the one thing I would give myself even more clear advice on is be very thoughtful, even to the point of sort of both analytical and also intuitive around the activities that actually qualify as work. My wife said to me the other day, like, hey, I'm still curious how much half work you do, how much time you spend half working. And I think that's really insightful. We should be super, I would almost use the word ruthless, particularly as a new founder, you know, if I'm talking to myself, hey, Carl is the founder of a new business and a new dad. I would be really almost ruthless in trying to weed out activities that felt like work, but actually weren't contributing anything to the success of what I was trying to accomplish. Now, only you can come up with the answer on those things. I mean, there are some tools you can use to measure. Like I've been really fascinated lately. I've been using Rescue Time, the Rescue Time app on my computer, and I've really kind of said, look, no more, no more doing anything that on my computer during work time, anything on my phone or my iPad do it all on the computer so it can be measured and then going through and being very careful about labeling and looking at the report each week and seeing like, look, this week there was, you know, four hours of time spent on half work, you know, ESPN, that doesn't even qualify as half work. You know, most of what I read that, you know, poking around news sites and CNN and checking what the latest is with the political situation, right? Like all of that stuff. There was four hours of that. And then I said in the same week, I said, I didn't have time to coach my so- my daughter's soccer team, or I didn't have time to go on a mountain bike ride, or I didn't have time to get out and 
you know, meditate, whatever those other things are that you know are important to you, you had time to do this half work and you didn't have time to do that, really valuable insight there. So that would be my advice to my younger self. Like, relax a bit. You don't feel so much pressure. A career is very long. You're going to be doing this work for a long, long time. Think of it as project-based work, like, and, and, and seasons. I love that idea, too. Like, there are times and seasons to be at home eating soup, going to bed a little earlier because it gets dark at 6.30. Like, we're in that time. I know it's not the way you are in the United States, but in the Southern Hemisphere, especially way down south here in New Zealand, you know, it gets dark at, like, 4.30. So around 6 or 7, I'm finding myself like, hey, I could go to bed now. There's seasons for that. So think about a series of sprints, seasons, and then also the sort of ruthless attack on anything that's not valuable. And and that that's a process. It's an ongoing engagement, like a weekly sort of activity that you spend an hour going through how you spent your time and getting rid of a few things. That would be the advice I would give to my younger self. And then having said that, I would say, man, I don't know how likely I would would have been to take it. Maybe this is only good advice and with the benefit of hindsight. Maybe we all have to learn it. But if I could do anything to people like my friend Ryan, it would be, brother, come on, man. Find a way. Because I think what you pointed out, like as a new father, there's no question that that's the most important thing you could possibly be doing. Right. And so use that as a motivator to say in your weekly meeting about your efficiency with yourself. You can say, look, there's a half an hour right there I could have spent. Right. So uh, no simple answer. It feels unsatisfactory to me. It feels like I don't know if I would have taken my own advice. It feels like I, I don't know that I can say I know that this will work, but I hope it's at least some helpful thoughts on it from the perspective of me giving advice to myself. I would love to hear from you. Those of you who've been through this, those of you who are younger, I can point to examples. Jason Fried at 37 Signals. Go read everything he's written. You know, that would be an example of somebody who's, I feel like, managed to not get caught up in the crush it. You know, think, oh, that would be the other advice. Think long, really long term. Like, I'm going to be doing this till I'm 70 or 80 or 90, right? Like, you could pace myself, self, do projects, right? So, I hope that's helpful. I'd love to hear from you, particularly you, Ryan. Uh, write me back. Uh, my email address is hello at behaviorgap.com. Hello at behaviorgap.com. I'd love to hear from you.